Episode 7 and 8, The Last Dance, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock tip-off. I'm so excited. It's Mark Harmon, Annie Mazur. So if you want to blame anybody for Michael Jordan not making the Hall of Fame in baseball, you should look straight at Bill Melton, who was given, he was instructed by Jerry Reinsdorf to teach Jordan the game of baseball, and look, I think Mike did great, but he didn't make the Hall of Fame, and so Melty's joining us right now on 720 WGN, and uh, Bill, how come you didn't do a better job with Jordan? Well, you have to understand, I knew what was going to happen when he went down there with Walt Reniak. Um, <laughs> you know, Walt was a little eccentric, to say the least. Uh, no, I just, you know, again, I, we were underneath for about six months, good guy. Had a lot of other conversations besides baseball, but primarily spent what I was to do. Ron Suter was a general manager, was to kind of, uh, you know, get him set up in the box. I played a lot of video. I bring up the name John Olaru with the Toronto Blue Jays, even though he's left-handed, he had a really nice swing at the last minute. And that's, that's kind of what I was working with Jordan about is the setup in the batter's box. Then we started some, uh, you know, pitching underneath off the machine, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I started talking to him a little bit, not so much about the curveball, but about change of speeds. I mean, the, the art of hitting is staying back and hitting speed, and that's what we spend most time on. Yeah, maybe maybe fans don't understand I me mean, because obviously Michael Jordan is an athlete and a, and a well-trained and a well-tuned, finely-tuned athlete at that point, but there's a difference between being an athlete and being a baseball player, isn't there? You know, there is, but when you're, you know, I go back to think about college. I mean, what is, what does a young kid 18 years old in college have tools? You know, he can run, he can throw, he can hit, he can hit for power. And then they teach him once he signs a, a contract and goes to the minor leagues, they turn him around. But he has the legitimate tools. And I thought MJ, he had the speed, he had the arm, uh, you know, he, he definitely, Probably would have had the power, but it takes more than one year to kind of figure out what you're doing. But in the outfield, uh, probably playing out there a year or two would have helped him. But, you know, he had a good arm. He could run. So all the things he had, you can get in a college player. I'm talking about physical tools, not mental. When this guy came in the clubhouse, he was, man, I'll tell you, he he wanted to play really bad. Bill Melton led baseball in home runs with 33 in 1971. He also had 33 in 1970. One of our favorite Chicago White Sox here on 720 WGN. Why do you think Jerry asked you to do it, Bill? Well, first of all, I was the only guy in town. (laughs) Uh, That's probably the simple answer. That's not true. (laughs) Who the hell wants to do something in December, go down to that ballpark underneath where it's really cold? You know, they just felt like I was in, you know, I was living in Chicago. You know, at that time, I spent about 10 years living there. It was an easy thing for me, uh, as in what they call an ambassador with the White Sox, to go down to the clubhouse, probably because they thought I could deal with them pretty good. I'll go back to that. Herm Schneider and myself, Herm got along really well. Michael Jordan's not a tough guy to get along with. Might be on the basketball court, but 
when he's down there learning, he's really, really all business. I mean, now I know why he was so great on the court. I know it's tough to predict the future, and uh, it, seeing him down there and picking up the lessons that he learned from from you and others uh, along the way, had he stuck with it, what kind of big leaguer do you think he could have been if he would have been uh, able to make the big leagues? Well, you know, that's tough to answer because, once again, you talk about breaking balls and off-speed pitches. That separates minor leagues to major leagues. You know, you can take a minor league guy that hits 320 with 20 home runs, bring him to the big leagues, and he's never seen that kind of stuff when he's ahead in the count, you know, generally in the minor leagues, when you're ahead in the count, they have to, they come right after you. So it's easier to hit the fastball and stuff. So it's really kind of an art more than anything. But again, he had all the tools. If I was a college, if I was a scout and I was in college and Michael Jordan was 19 years old, I would say, this is the guy we have to sign because they teach you. Once you get to the minor leagues, they change you around you start playing baseball every day, and when you do that, you start getting better and better. I'm not really sure five months, a couple months with Birmingham was enough. But I'll say this about MJ. He loved the players. And I say that because he talked to me. He goes, you know, in basketball, we got, what, 15 guys off from the United States? He said, what I like is the culture. He used to love to talk to those guys. Because, you know, they're from Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, they're from all over. And what he did, he said, if, I'm, here's what I'm going to do for you guys. If you learn a word, an English word, and put it in a sentence, I'll give you 100 bucks. So, <laughs> you know, that that's the kind of guy he was. You know, he wanted them to learn the English just like he enjoyed, you know, all their cultures. I, I love that part of the story. And, and it he also and he bought him a bus. Right, he bought he bought him a bus. Everyone's he like, tired, yeah, I got tired of that old rinky dink <laughs> bus in Birmingham, so he went out and bought him a bus. So here's a sweet bus. Here's a hundred bucks if you learn a word, and then they would come up to him, Bill. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong on this. I've read it where it, they didn't have great gear, and he'd pick out like five guys a week and be like, "What do you need? What do you need?" And then he'd, he'd give his Nike. Oh, yeah. I, I guess Herm Schneider was in charge of call up Nike, and then the next day the stuff would show up. <laughs> Well, what gets me is my, when MJ and I were downstairs, he he, got, he saw a pack of chewing bubble gum to uh-huh. chew. He says, man, i got to get some. I'm thinking, for what? <laughs> you know? So what he did, he called Nike and said he wanted a bubble gum with his name on it, and he wanted a pair of shoes with him, you know, doing that, you know, that marquee that he does on his tennis shoes. But he wanted three-quarter high-top ten, uh, baseball shoes. You know how long it took to design those shoes and bring them to that clubhouse? Less than five days. It's awesome. Never, never late, too, right? He, you guys would start out working what, like eight in the never. morning, and he was always there on time. Never. I mean, people have to understand. He really wanted to do that. I don't know what was going on in his life, or you know, basketball and all that kind of stuff. I just know when you watch a guy want to do something as bad as he does, but he's having fun at the same time. You know, the guys that were there, Bobby Percucci, and then Ozzy came in for Sox Fest and all that. We went to the gym, the university, and Jordan played one-on-one with them. This guy's an icon. <laughs> so Joey Cor and Ozzy Guillen played one-on-one, and Bob Percucci played one-on-one with Jordan. He's just like a – I hate to say it, he's like a – he is a normal guy. Don't get me wrong. But he always does the right thing, like by the bus. 
Then he took the team out. He was going to go play golf. And a couple of guys on the team said, well, geez. So what he did is he called up the golf course, and they closed it. And he brought the whole team out to play golf. See, that's that's what you got, Paul. You're MJ. You get the course. That's what I'm saying. It's, not, it's normal. <laughs> close the course. It's MJ. You're going to bring the baseball team out. You you enjoyed it then, right, Bill? Right? It was fun? Uh, yeah, because, you know, I'm not a, you know, I don't, my son's a Laker fan. I'm from California. <laughs> I don't follow basketball, but just as an individual, I mean, my years there watching the playoffs, watching the championship games, which I do, because I enjoy that type of competition. This guy's just unbelievable. And first, first of all, he's an international superstar. They love him as much in China. They love him as much in Korea. They love him in Europe. Everywhere he goes, he's beloved. Not too many athletes can, can wear that mantra. Bill Melton with us here at 720 WGN. Bill, before you go, was there anything that we're leaving on the table here, like one moment in time where uh, that you remember distinctly from working out with him? Did you ever get in an argument with him? Did he, I'm wondering no. if he, did you ever talk about his dad yeah. at the time? Cause he... No, I never did. You know, he just uh, it was all baseball. I mean, uh, MJ's like talking to a guy sitting on a park bench when you're around him. I mean, one thing about being a, an athlete talking to another athlete, no matter how great the guy you're talking to is, it seems like you have a lot in common. And I have some things in common because I would play professional baseball for 10, 11 years. And, you know, that's, that, it's easy to talk to a guy even though he's great. The one thing that stands out to me that I uh, tell a lot of people is uh, we were down to Sarasota, Florida. I went down to watch him in spring training a little bit, and we went into a place in Siesta Key, uh, a place where there's a band and stuff like that. And George is, is I guess, his mentor Logan. or whatever he is. Yeah. George Kohler, George, yeah. George uh, had to call up, call up the bar. There was a big band there going. I had to call up the bar and said, I'm bringing in Michael Jordan, so we need room at the bar. Well, what do they do? They slide everybody away from the bar and make room for MJ, even though nobody knew he was coming in. That's just things they do. He walked through the door. You ready for this? He walked through the front door. The band was playing some song, loud and drums and you name it. He walked through the door, and the band stopped. <laughs> Natural said, reaction. What the, hell is, what the hell is this? <laughs> they stopped. They were in. They were in awe. Their mouths were open, so they stopped right in the middle of their uh, playing music. And uh, he walked in. He was laugh. He laughs at that stuff. And he waves. You know, he always gives you that smile and that wave. And anyway, that that to me is like okay. That's not only respect. That's acknowledgement. Melty, thanks for the time, man. You think we're going to have baseball? You got a you got a premonition over there? Eighty games. That's my best guess. All right. Try to work it out with whatever. It's all about money. Play eighty games, and I think you get a pretty decent half season. I take it. We all would take it. Yeah, I think you all would. That's what I'm saying. It's really all about money. What are you going to pay the players? Blah blah blah. blah. It always boils down to money. Eighty games seemingly doesn't sound like a lot. Uh, but that's some pretty good competition for two and a half months in the summer. Yeah. Then you got the playoffs. Yeah. Bill Melton, let's talk to you soon, okay? Thanks so much. All right, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Yep. Bill Thanks, Mel- bye.